The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Look Ahead, part of the SB Nation NFL show, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. I am Rob Stats Guerrera. He is RJ Ochoa. What's up, RJ? Not a lot, Stats. Very curious how you can rock around the Christmas tree, given that um, the only Christmas parties I've ever been to, the tree has been in the corner of the party. So I don't know how you can rock around it. I get that you can rock in the general vicinity of it, um, but the way the song is phrased makes it seem like it is happening literally around it. Also, the song tells us every couple is trying to stop underneath the mistletoe mid-song, mid-dance, which seems rather hazardous to me. I feel like there would be no dancing. It would just be a line of people waiting to kiss under the mistletoe. Also, why are you waiting to kiss your like significant other under the mistletoe? You can kiss them whenever you want. I've never understood this. You just find a way to ruin everything, don't you? <laughs> I mean... These are these are quest these rattle around my brain. I have to live like this, um, just to be perfectly clear. <laughs> and I have to host the show with you. It's difficult on some days, not gonna lie. Uh, before we get rolling here, I want to remind you that the SB Nation NFL show is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNNFL only at DraftKings. We always encourage you, please rate, review, and follow the SB Nation NFL show. As we have said many times, if you stop and take time out of your day to leave a review, we will stop and take time out of our day to read it, and we will read it on the show. We have a review today. Mr. Ochoa, the floor is yours. It comes to us from Club Cool Collection. That is all caps, Club Cool Collection, Triple C. Title of the review stats, RJ must go. Here we are. Woof. Um, Shout out to Bear. If you're trying to draw a fan base, get rid of the garbage. Bear does like to bark when the garbage truck rolls by. Terrible analysis and lame person. Club Cool Collection, I hope you had a very happy Thanksgiving. I hope you have a very Merry Christmas. Certainly appreciate the review. Uh, my Twitter and Instagram are at RJOCHO. That's R-J-O-C-H-O-A. My DMs are open. I say this in a fully honest, transparent way. If there is something that I am doing, some sort of service that I am not providing, some bar that I am falling short of, I am very eager to hear. And I say that again, fully honestly, I want to be better for you. My email is rj.ochoa. That's rj.ochoa at sbnation.com. We are very serious about giving you the best football show that we possibly can. And so, excuse me, Club Cool Collection, if I'm not doing that, I really want to find a way to be better. So you have my information. 
Um, I would love to be better for you, be better for everybody. That's what we're, we're here to do. We're not here to just fluff you up and tell you all the five-star reviews we get. We want to be the best show that we possibly can be. So uh, please let me know what I can do for you, Club Cool Collection. You said something mean about the Eagles, RJ. You think I don't that's like what your it was? analysis. You think that's what it was? Yeah. Is that well, how you feel about me when I negative t- negatively talk about the 49ers? Is that, no, is that's that, how that I the feel the voice about you in your head? all the time. So don't worry about that. Yeah, I just... I think that people say they don't like your analysis when you say something they don't like about their team. Mm, well, um, maybe Club Cool Collection is a Denver Broncos fan. Maybe that's uh, what happened around here because uh, the frauds that I apologize to let me down last week's stats. And I know this is the look ahead and we are about to look ahead. But before that's we right. do, we have to look back because you and I started something last week on the uh, in the you know the spirit of the uh, holiday time uh, the spirit of giving stats and I have actually by the way put some you know detail on our little wager here uh, stats and I every time we have a disagreement on a game from here on out from last week on out rather through the end of the regular season we are marking it down we are wagering the difference of games is going to ultimately come to a sum uh, that the loser will have to donate to charity. And we're certainly eager to hear whatever charity you guys would like to see us donate to last week's stats statistics. When I have to be serious with you, uh, we disagreed on five games. Uh, the first one chargers Bengals. You gave me points when you didn't have to, uh, I didn't need them though. I took the chargers. You took the Bengals and even line. Congratulations to me. Uh, I took the Indianapolis Colts as 10 point favorites over the Houston Texans. They covered in spades 31 to nothing. The final score there. You believed stats in the Washington football team as two and a half point underdogs against the Las Vegas Raiders. Congratulations to you. You also did not believe in your own team, the San Francisco 49ers, who were three and a half point favorites on the road Easiest in Seattle. I ever made in my life. Yeah, sorry. Um, you know, tease and peace for you. You also believed foolishly in the Buffalo Bills stats, who were three point favorites <clears throat> on Monday night. Uh, I took the New England Patriots. Uh, three ended up being a funny number relative to that game, as the whole world knows. But uh, I lead our current race three to two, which means the difference is one, which means you are the loser. Right. For now. But, you know, n- nobody likes to celebrate early and then lose late. So let's just hold yourself back there a little bit and we'll see where things wind up at the end of the season. If you are new to the show, what we do is we take deep dives on the biggest games of the week and we hit every other game in the lightning round. So, RJ, do you have your oxygen? Do you have your goggles? Are you ready for our deep dive? Um, I suppose, um, I, I also have my flippers and I think I, I've never succeeded with them. I don't know if you've ever been like on a cruise or something stats, you know how like they make you jump in, they make you put on the flippers. My feet only float. Like I'm, I don't understand the process of swimming underwater with the flippers on. What, what are you made out of? What do you mean? Your feet only float? No, with like feet, you go through the water. It's very I know, easy. but like I can't get my feet with flippers on under the water. You know, I've like I don't know. Just put why. the flippers on under the water. Have you done this successfully? Yes. I don't believe you. I've swam in a pool with flippers. Why? Why did you need them in a pool? Why not? Because you need cool stuff to do in a pool. All right. Let's take our first deep dive. We go to Cleveland. The Browns are giving two and a half points to the Baltimore Ravens. These teams are both just in a really weird spot right now. I don't know what's going on with the Ravens. I don't know what's going on with Lamar Jackson. Cleveland's coming off a bye. Baker Mayfield's falling apart like no one in the league needed a bye more than Baker Mayfield. I don't know what the heck's going on in this game, RJ. 
To me, this is a battle of Woody and Buzz. Uh, the Ravens are Buzz, the kind of new age, you know, hot, you know, infinity and beyond sort of offense. Whereas the Browns are the old school, like grounded out, you know, run the ball a million times with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt type of show uh, where Baker Bayfield doesn't have to carry everybody. Baker's kind of the sheriff of town, like Woody, blah, blah, blah. The team is kind of holding on to the past. Nobody cares that you were great in the 50s, blah, 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 when the AAFC Browns be good now. That's what we want to see. Be good for the second year in a row. And I think we've seen the pressure of that really get to the Browns so far this season. They have not liked stats when people have called them out. People have expected things from them. I will say now that if you will allow me, I will take the Ravens and give you two and a half points. I don't know if you disagree with that assertion. I, You said the Ravens are in a funky place. I know that their offense isn't like humming right now, but I don't think they're in a funky place at all. I think while they're super beleaguered in on as far as injuries are concerned, what I love about the Ravens is they know exactly who they are. The only thing I actually hated about the two-point conversion situation that happened against Pittsburgh last week, I hated that John Harbaugh justified it with the Marlon Humphrey thing. I agree. Like I th- that you were correct, John. You did not need the Marlon Humphrey thing to justify going for mm-hmm. two. I mean, I so that was my the only thing that took away the shine for me. But man, I so I love that Baltimore has conviction about who they are. I still believe in Lamar Jackson. Again, I realize they have like nobody playing, you know, in the secondary for them. But I don't trust the Browns. I don't trust. I hate the phrase. I don't trust them as far as I can throw them. But I don't trust the Browns as far as I can throw them. I feel much more sound about who the Baltimore Ravens are. Well, okay. First of all, the line in this game has actually moved since we started recording. It's now nice. Browns minus three. I'll take um, I think I got to take Baltimore in this one. I just, like you said, I don't trust the Browns. The Ravens find ways to win games most of the time. And if that two-point conversion throw is an inch further, yep. they beat the Steelers. So I, I don't know. I just have more faith in Baltimore, even though Lamar has been really bad in his last three games. Three touchdowns, six interceptions. He really struggled with four interceptions last time they played the Browns. Do you have faith in Lamar to be better in this one? I do, um, just because it's hard to be that bad again, right? Like, like <laughs> the, the, the floor is really low. Um, and I also, I, I, you know, this is a really good spot for the Browns, right? Like, the, you're coming off your bot. You're at home against this team. They're having to play their second divisional game in a row. You can really, really, you know, you've and you've got to announce yourself in this wild card race. I mean, there's going to be a, a nine. 10, maybe even 11 win team in the AFC that doesn't get one of these wild card spots. And I mean, I don't think that the Browns have it in them. I, I really don't like, I, I know that the Browns kind of broke through last year and, 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 and became who we wanted them to be for so long, but they didn't earn anything with that. You know, I know they almost beat the chiefs in the divisional round. They still didn't earn anything with that. And so I have not seen them live up to the, whatever narrative you want to give them at any point this season in any big moment. And this is one of them. They have always folded and then they have pointed fingers it was odell's fault it was you know injuries fault it was whatever i you can't fold here cleveland you can't like we we need to see a big time win and you don't have that right now i think that's all completely fair i'm not willing to say that the browns definitely make the playoffs if they win this game but i am willing to say they won't make the playoffs if they lose it are you on Mm. board that train with me i don't know that i'm I don't know that I need that game. So, I mean, I'm or this game to prove that is my point. I'm, I, so, I guess I effectively agree with you. Right. But their remaining schedule after this game, they have the Raiders at home. And the rate, you know, you never know what you're going to get to that Raiders team. And then Christmas weekend, they are in, they're rather at Green Bay, at Lambeau Field, then Oof. at Pittsburgh. 
and then they get the Bengals to close it out. I mean, their easiest game remaining is against the Raiders. And again, it's kind of a coin flip proposition who that team's going to be. So they need this game. I mean, yep. like need, need, need this game. And I just don't trust them to get those. Totally agree. This is a this is a kitchen sink game. Trick plays, fake punts, whatever you got. If you're Cleveland, empty the empty the cupboard because it's do or die. We both like the Ravens in this one. Okay, let's go to Kansas City now. The Chiefs are hosting the Raiders. Kansas City is giving nine and a half points in this one. The only time in recent history in this season, RJ, that the Chiefs have looked like the Chiefs we've seen in years past was when they played the Raiders and blew their doors off 41 to 14. Uh, What do you think in this one? Because the Raiders have played the Chiefs tough in the past, but that was a long time ago, obviously. And the most recent matchup clearly went to the Chiefs. Yeah, I think that what you just brought up is really ironic because the only time that the Chiefs looked fallible last year was against the Raiders. Yeah. And, and so, like, the, the pendulum has really swung in that sense. I have such a hard time. And I know I just kind of elevated them a little bit uh, when we were talking about the Browns, but I just, this Raiders team is bad, dude. I mean, like, really bad. I mean, Washington didn't score a single point in the second or third quarter last week and won. Um, <laughs> against the Raiders. And so, and you know, something BLG and I talked about on the NFC's mixtape getting ready for that game was the Raiders entered last week coming off the longest amount of possible rest outside of having a bye because they had played on Thanksgiving Day. Whereas Washington was coming off the shortest amount of possible rest as they played on Monday Night Football last week. Vegas hosted that game. Washington had to travel and then the Raiders lost. And I, I mean, we've all said this in, in different ways, but I mean, if, if any team is allowed to quit or fold or whatever on the season it's the Raiders and we've seen that from them right we've seen I thought actually the last time they played the Chiefs that Chris Collinsworth I know I told you this said it really well on Sunday Night Football he said maybe this year is just too much and we've seen that like we've seen the the too much factor a lot of times so far this year I I think that the the weird quality about the Raiders and it's I think Derek Carr is emblematic of it is they they get up for the moments they like get up for, if that makes sense. And so the first Chiefs game was in Vegas. They were, you know, that was the beginning of this little downward fall. This is at Arrowhead, right? Remember what was it that they like? What was the the story that with they John Gruden? The they circled yeah, the stadium on the bus after right. they won an Arrowhead last year. That was year. so stupid. I mean, but whatever. Like they, there is something in their minds about the value of this game. They're obviously, you know, hanging around the playoff, you know, neck of the woods, uh, the line for playoffs in the AFC. I will take them to cover. I just and and, and dude, the Chiefs. I mean, they, like I'm thankful that they re-exposed the fraudulent Denver Broncos. By the way, Tim Patrick's stats after the Broncos beat the Cowboys came out and said, I can't believe the Cowboys went for it on fourth down. That was so disrespectful to us. Whereas the Broncos went for three fourth downs on a possession that took over 20 minutes of time and did not even score any points. Tim Patrick, welcome to the world of 2021. (laughs) Anyway, I mean, we, we keep waiting for the Chiefs offense to show up. And I, I know it, it happened against this team. I don't think it happens. I think they win, but I just I think they're they're finding ugly ways to win. I think it's another one of those situations. And I think the Chiefs, ironically enough, need to take a page out of the Raiders book. Just win, baby. The Chiefs gotta gotta start living by the Al Davis credo. Who cares if you don't score any points? You still get a Super Bowl trophy, even if you win by one point and you only score two in the game. Like, it doesn't 
matter. Stop caring about that. Although I do think that Kansas City is going to be extra fired up because it bothered them that the Raiders circled the stadium last year. Andy Reid talked about it after the game. Other players talked about it. I think they remember that, and that's going to be a motivating factor. I don't like that nine and a half. That's a lot of points to me, and I don't know if I have total faith in Kansas City to cover. So I'm taking the Chiefs to win, but I'll take the Raiders in the points. We are simpatico so far, stats. Makes sense because you and I are soulmates. Our third deep dive, <laughs> as I skip over that, takes us to Tampa Bay, where the world champs are three and a half point favorites against the Bills. And I don't know if I can really take away anything definitive about the Bills from last week. It was such a crazy game with the weather. I don't know how much of that, what we saw, applies to Buffalo going into this week. I know how much you can take away from it. And it was Sean McDermott's decision to kick a field goal late. What are you doing, dude? What do you, I mean, Terrible. what are you doing? The exact opposite of the last time we saw them on Monday Night Football when they lost to the Tennessee Titans. Remember, he went for it. And again, win, whether well, or not a factor in that game. But I mean, where is that disposition? Where, where like the, the, the Bills have been, and this has been my gripe with the Cowboys, is there's been no aggression. They have just turtled up offensively. And that is who the Bills were. I am so sad because I have caped for the Bills time after time after time after time. But I told you, Statsy, on the look ahead last week, that if and when they lost to the Patriots on Monday, that that would guarantee that they were going to lose three of their next four games, which were the two Patriots games and this game at Tampa mm -hmm. Bay. We joked about how they'll win against the Panthers because the Panthers are the Panthers. And that was before <laughs> the Panthers fired Joe Brady. Uh, so goodness gracious. But I don't believe in the Bills at all. I, I have no reason to. They, they have you know, I've said about the Cowboys a lot that they've lost the benefit of the doubt that they earned. The Bills have too. And the Bills have kind of, and I think we see this happen to these like, you know, lackluster teams or teams that have been down on their luck for a long time. We talk about it with the Browns. Like, you want to be somebody? Cool. You can't just be somebody for one year and then like you get some sort of trophy for it. Bills, great job. You've been in the playoffs last couple of years. You went to the AFC Championship game. Your quarterback was an MVP conversation. You have been, you know, elevated to the NFL's elite when it comes to Super Bowl predictions and things like that. The fact that you're just folding like this, I mean, the fact that you were like, this is our division, and now you're about to cough it up one season later is really embarrassing, and I think that's in their heads. And I don't know how it couldn't be in their heads, but I don't believe in them at all. Tampa looked awesome last week. I mean, so this is um, this is a bad bad way for the bills what is the line exactly the line is bucks minus three and a half i got that i'll take tampa i do think you can run on the bills a little bit i know that last week was an anomaly because the patriots did nothing but run but even the week before that against the colts i mean jonathan taylor destroyed them and i think the bucks are going to lean on leonard fournette a little bit in this game i don't like the vibe right now between sean mcdermott and brian dable mm -mm. they there's just sean you know, mcdermott in general dude is a bad vibe right now they asked sean mcdermott like are you and brian dable on the same page do you support him with what he's doing and he didn't say yes he answered in a way that just he just said like we're always on the same page or something just the answer he gave was not a definitive like yeah i'm on board with that guy they have had all sorts of problems running the ball. Really, since Josh Allen was drafted, the Bills running backs are 24th in yards and 23rd in touchdowns. And like, yeah, I know some of that is because they're so pass heavy in Buffalo, but I think that there's a part of Sean McDermott that says we needed to be able to run in that game last week and we couldn't do it. We are not physical enough. He doesn't like that. And I think he puts a lot of that onus on Brian Dable. So I don't like that energy coming off Buffalo right now. I am not overly impressed with Tampa Bay. Like when I try to determine how good you are, I ask two questions. What was your most impressive win and when was it?
And I look at Tampa's schedule. Their most impressive win is week one against Dallas. Every other game since then, go look at who they've beaten. It's not like a murderer's row here. There's no super impressive wins. I would say contextually the win against chicago was impressive oh like, god no, hang on hang on. on no because i think it's impressive whenever you like just trounce a team like i like in that sense i thought dallas trouncing atlanta was was impressive i thought san francisco trouncing jacksonville was impressive it's hard to do that it's hard to put up a billion points so like again contextually i thought that was impressive i thought it was impressive how they battled back against indianapolis that looked really down and that was indy kind of riding really high i mean that was a, a really impressive kind of mid-game you know realization vita vega gets his tooth knocked out and all of a sudden you know the switch flips for tampa um you're right but like you know, if you want to play that game, who's got who's got five impressive wins? Who's got three? I mean, you know, like there's it's difficult to find that is all I'm saying. Like in general, let alone this specific. I'm asking season. for two. OK, two who's got who's got two? Who's got two? Arizona's got two. Who are the two uh, that Arizona has? OK, see, so now you're putting me on the spot. So let me pull up the <laughs> schedule real quick. So like week one at Tennessee looks nice now because the Titans are really good for Arizona. And then, OK, they beat the Rams. That was impressive. I'll give you that. I guess they beat the the Browns when we still thought somewhat highly of them. They beat uh, the Rams and that game was a blowout and the Rams scored late to make it look closer than it was. OK, so they, they beat them, but they lost to the Packers. Other than that, I mean, like the, and they should have lost to the Vikings. They beat the Jaguars like the 49ers did. They beat the Niners. They beat the Browns. They beat the Texans. They lost to the Packers. They beat, they beat the, the, the 49ers with nobody. On their team. So what? If you're going to count that, then you got to count my Tampa win over Chicago. And you poo-pooed that. No, because the Bears, when they have everybody, still suck ass. That's the nah. difference. Nah. I Again, so my point is, really, you can only find one win as well for Arizona. No, Like, no, nobody – I would say the team that might have the most is maybe, maybe Baltimore. Because Baltimore beat Kansas City – they beat the Chargers and really impressed us, but then they stunk it up against the Bengals. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, it, there is kind of a, a push, you know, in this. Like, every team that has this, whoa, that was the big win, then they have the, like, awful loss, you know, really near or close after that. So, getting back to this game, you took Tampa and you're giving the points, the three and a half? I'm not scared. Bring it. All right. Well, then I'll go on the other side. I'll take the Bills and I'll take the points. Just, you know, for the sake of the competition, let's uh, let's make it a little interesting here. I do have ground to make up technically. I'm telling you, dude, like the Bills are in a, a, a terrifying spot because it's like, oh, gosh, we've now coughed up the AFC East to the Patriots. Oh, no. And remember, heading into conference championship weekend last year, I was, man, wouldn't it be something if the Bills had to play Tom Brady in the Super Bowl? You know, blah, 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 whatever. Now, So now it's like, okay. We might suck compared to the Patriots, but let, let's go at least be Tom. Like the pressure around them is massive to win this game, and I don't think they can. I don't think they care as much about Tom Brady. I think they just desperately need to win. They've alternated wins and losses since week five. Like they need to get some consistency there in Buffalo, and hopefully for my sake they do since I am taking them to win. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we still have two more deep dives and the lightning round back here on the look ahead still finishing up our deep dives for week number 14 next up we go to cincinnati where the Bengals are hosting the 49ers cincinnati is now getting a point rj this game actually opened up with the niners a one point underdog i don't know if you know this stats but once upon a time joe montana saw john candy in the crowd during a niners Bengals game i have heard that yes <laughs> that's one of those things that man um so overblown but, yeah uh anyway um, I 
still believe in the 49ers. And I believe in them for a reason that makes your blood boil because George Kittle is awesome and you hate him. <laughs> George Kittle had one of those games last week that it is like, even when you're not a fan of the team, you're like, man, that sucks that they lost. Like you should never lose those games when you have somebody go off. And so if George Kittle is heating up, I saw your tweet, by the way, that we had the, uh, what was it? The two year anniversary of the Kittle play against new Orleans. And you were yeah. like, this is the play that convinced everyone that Jimmy Garoppolo uh, was a great quarterback. Um, Never, never, ever let that bit go, Stats. Anyway, um, <laughs> I just – I don't believe in the Bengals. I don't. I mean, I know they played well against the Chargers, and cool. They made it close, you know, in the second quarter. Um, that's really the Chargers' fault more than anything else. I mean, yep. you, you want to talk about, like, a, a hollow team that we have a hard time believing in? It's the Bengals. I mean, I like, we all kind of crowned them a little bit after that Ravens win. But since that Ravens win, dude, I mean, they struggled and lost against the Jets. Okay, yeah, you know, the Browns, you know, then the bye. Raiders win, nice. And then Steelers, that was impressive. But, I mean, I like, I just, I have a hard time buying it. I, I just, I do. I mean, they might sneak into the playoffs, but I don't, I, I, I hate to say this. I trust Kyle Shanahan more than I do the Bengals. The Bengals and the 49ers are in two different places. Cincinnati, the oven is still preheating for Cincinnati. Nobody thought they were going to be this good this year. Nobody did. Like anything that they do this year, I feel like is gravy. Next year, I think the expectations will be a little higher for them. Burrow will be a year removed from the injury. So like they're not supposed to be this great team. I don't, I'm not surprised by the inconsistency. Whereas San Francisco, it feels like their window is like ending, right? Whereas Cincinnati's just beginning. San Francisco, it's like, well, they they tried to run it back to 2019. They they kept a bunch of guys on one year deals. I think they have 30 unrestricted free agents at the end of this season. Like they're at the end of their thing. They're going to change quarterbacks after this year. So they're in two different spots right now. It's going to come down to mistakes. RJ, the 49ers make a ton of mistakes. Jimmy Garoppolo puts the ball in harm's way at least two to three times a game. Joe Burrow's leading the league in interceptions right now with 14. He's been the second most sacked quarterback in the league behind Lamar Jackson. So to me, it's going to be who doesn't screw this one up. The problem is I have no faith in the 49ers to not screw up because that's all they do. When they lose, it's the same script every time. Jimmy Garoppolo turns the ball over. They commit stupid penalties. They had 10 penalties last week for a season high, including three personal foul penalties. And they can't convert on third down. They were three of 10 on third down. And Elijah Mitchell's probably not going to play in this one because he's coming off a concussion and he's now got knee irritation. Debo Samuel might not play. And so then it's going to have to lean on Jimmy Garoppolo. And I'm sorry, we've seen what happens when you have to lean on Jimmy Garoppolo. And what happens is bad. Uh, what is the line specifically? What do you mean? What is the line for this game? Oh, the line is is Bengals plus one. I will take San Francisco. Sounds like you won't. And you you bet against them last week and won. So I guess yeah. that makes you feel good. Um, but I again, I, I think there's a lot of push factors here because Joe Burrow is great at times, but the bad is like wolf bad. You know, and so like Joe Burrow, just like Jimmy Garoppolo, will let the other team back in the games here with yes. his turnovers and his proclivity to do that. And so I that's why I, I lean with the better head coach. I still I'm I don't I think it would be a bit bit of a mistake if the Bengals ran this back with Zach Taylor. And I think this season might have been hazardous for that cause because you ha you don't have the cause to move on from Zach Taylor now. And I think next year could be the year 
you know, th- where they have kind of like th- what the Vikings are having or what the Bears are having, where you're just stuck and you're wondering what it is. And you you held on a year too long versus getting out a year too soon. Um, I just trust the Niners and Kyle Shanahan more. I'll take them if you if you're brave enough to bet against them. If Burrow can get enough time, he's going to be able to just destroy this 49ers secondary. Emmanuel Mosley's hurt. They might be starting Diamador Lenore and Josh Norman at corner against Jamar hey, Chase. Josh Norman's a fumble forcing machine. Josh Norman is a waste of space on the football field. He doesn't deserve to be on the field at all. He's getting burned by DK Metcalf last week. Russell Wilson is overthrowing DK Metcalf, and Josh Norman is sitting there waving his arms, celebrating like he did something. He's terrible. So if Burrow can get time, he'll have opportunities. I have nightmares about Jamar Chase being on Josh Norman. I don't want to do it, but I think I'll take the 49ers since they're only given one. Nice. I Oh, man. I, don't, I really don't feel good about it, but I just the – Niner, the Niners desperately need this game. They're hanging on to that seven seed in the NFC by their fingernails. So I guess I'll take the 49ers. I really think that's going to be a mistake later, but – I'll side with my team. Okay. Last deep dive of the day. We go to Arizona. It's another NFC West game. This is Rams Cardinals. The Cardinals are giving two points. And I don't know about you, RJ, but it still feels like the Rams are on a losing streak to me. I know technically they ended it because they beat Jacksonville, but like the, the Jags, come on. They're barely a pro team. To me, I still feel like the Rams are on the losing streak. I won't feel better about them unless they win this game. If they lose this game, I look at the Rams and I'm like, who the hell have they beaten? Well, I know a lot of 49ers fans who thought a win over the Jaguars said something about their team, but, you know, I digress. Um, anyway. Don't act like uh, that was me. I wasn't I, pounding my I chest. Didn't, I didn't say Jags. it was you. I said I know a lot. I check out Niners Nation, the comment section. You know, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I like – to be clear, I think the Rams beat the Jaguars the way they had to, right? Like they didn't, you know, it wasn't the Cowboys beating the Saints last week. I mean, they, they won with right. some authority. They inspired some confidence. Um, and so, okay, Matthew Stafford looked good. Cooper Cup, like all, they checked all the boxes. Like they got everything they kind of needed in that game. Um, I will be worried about them. Like legitimate, like I've had fun at their expense. And I think that Sean McVay does not get ridiculed the way that most head coaches in that spot would because the NFL loves him and he's the golden boy and nobody ever wants to chastise him for anything. Um, but, and and so I, I don't think he, they win. I don't, I don't think he's good enough. I don't, I don't think that they're good enough. I remain so confused uh, about the Arizona Cardinals. And so I get why people are hesitant to say like, oh, the Cardinals are one of the Super Bowl. They just, I, and I think that this could be that game. I think, you know, they haven't played in primetime since that Packers game, right? That they lost. And so if they come out on Monday Night Football in December and have this like win with authority and, you know, kind of really cement themselves as the top seed in the NFC, blah, blah, blah. I think the chatter picks up. I think that, you know, the kind of hype around them picks up a little bit. I, I just don't know how you can pick the Rams. I mean, the last time they played, as you mentioned, it it did not go well for the Rams. And that was in L.A. I mean, this is in, in Arizona, the former home of the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> I mean, so I I just I, I trust I trust the Cardinals more. I trust Kyler Murray more. I trust Cliff Kingsbury more. I, I think I think the Rams are a little bit of a paper tiger. I would love to be proven wrong because a Rams win makes the NFC a little bit more interesting. I have apologized to Cliff Kingsbury because I was crushing him constantly. And this year he has been great. And if you're a Cardinals fan, I feel like you got to be looking around saying, why don't you like this team? Why don't you like me? We have won any kind of game you want to say. We've won close games 
against the 49ers. We've won blowouts. We are kicking people's doors in on the road. They have won seven straight road games this year. They haven't won the big game. They're like, oh, you got the big dog coming you know, against you. The, that was the only opportunity they've had was the Packers. But that's and the they only... lost on the final play of the game basically because their wide receiver didn't look for the damn ball. Like if that's your... AJ Green. Like, if that's your definitive, like, that's why the Cardinals aren't good. To me, that's absolutely crazy. They've won games without their best players. Like, what else does Arizona have to do, I feel like? If I was a Cardinals fan, that's what I would be saying. I think they're going to win. I agree with you. I think they're going to whoop up on the Rams. I don't like the Rams. Like, they're all in, but they... I, I don't just just something they can't get it together all of a sudden. I think they kind of took the team, the league a little by storm early in the season. And then the, then the league was like, okay. So this is what they're doing. All right, we got it now. We're good. And that's it. Like, I I have big worries about the Rams. I think the Cardinals are going to beat them. I'm going to take the Cardinals, and I'm going to give the points. I'm with you. Um, I think, you know, I know Odell's had some moments uh, and, and has scored a couple of times. But, like, has, has the Odell, tr- you know, move really made a difference, a seismic one? It, it, has, it has supplemented the loss of Robert Woods, obviously, to a degree. But, I mean, that wasn't a known variable at the time that they signed him. It was, you know, when they signed him, it was the classic, like, ESPN tweet of, like, who's stopping this offense with all of the, <laughs> the pictures of them? And the Vaughn trade has done nothing. I, I love Vaughn. I was at Texas A&M during Vaughn's heyday. He is one of the most important athletes in my life, responsible for some of the greatest things I've ever witnessed in person. That being said, I think the Broncos have clearly won that trade. I mean, especially given the capital that the Rams gave up for it. And yeah, if the Rams win the Super Bowl, like obviously, haha, RJ so stupid. The Broncos didn't even come close to winning that trade, whatever. But I, I just, I, I mean, and like, I think that people have this perception of the Rams and, and it is like, call it the like Hollywood effect of them. But like, it, they, they do have this idea of like everything they do, everything they touch is visionary and turns to gold. And it's like, wow, look, they traded for Von Miller, they traded for Matthew Stafford. Like, what's the last, like, the, the last trade they made? That like has been boom dynamite a plus 100 emoji was the Jalen Ramsey trade and that's yep. because Jalen Ramsey's a freak the other <laughs> ones are just kind of like okay fine like they're okay they're good players but like they're they're not like whoa you really pulled one off over the league you know what I mean and we're gonna feel a lot differently about the Rams I think at the end of the season their schedule at Arizona this week then Seattle who they usually handle but we'll see at Minnesota at Baltimore and then San Francisco to close the year so even if the Rams win this game, you know, it's not an easy ride the rest of the way. So we'll have to see how things turn out there. I agree with you right now. It seems like their name is better than their game. We'll see if they can pull it off against the Cardinals. All right. We still have our lightning round of games to go. There are still plenty of games to get to RJ. Are you ready for the lightning round? We go to Minnesota first up. They are taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I am so rooting for Kirk Cousins to go out and blow up in this game just to stick it to our friend BLG, who was way too critical of Kirk Cousins after the loss last week. Yeah, I mean, Kirk Cousins goes down, gets a score that should win the game for his team. His defense, you know, poops on themselves against the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions in the final minutes of a game, and it's Kirk Cousins' fault for not being good enough. Again, stats and I have never said Kirk Cousins is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, but he's like the 10th best quarterback in the NFL, you know, and that's fine. Like that's, that's what you need. He has been mostly not a hundred percent of the time, 
what Minnesota has needed to win. He was supposed to be that piece when he joined them in 2018. This great defense, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, blah, blah, blah. And some of everything that's happened has been Minnesota's fault. Not and some of it's been his fault, obviously, but I would love it. I would love to see that happen. And I would love for Ben Roethlisberger to, you know, just kind of like after he comes out and is like, this is my last ride. This is my last season with the Steelers, the Bird, Permani brothers, blah, blah. You know, to just be, he was awful last week against Baltimore and they won. And I hate that they are acting like they did something. I hate that Mike <laughs> Tomlin was like, you know, they're so predictable. They've become predictable with their analytics. Mike Tomlin, you called a timeout. You got so lucky that Lamar was an inch off with his pass. I want to see the Steelers get waxed in this game because I don't believe that football should reward cowardice and they were cowards last week totally agree with you next up we go to tennessee the titans are hosting the jags they are eight and a half point favorites tennessee you just got to win this game help keep your place at number two in the afc and don't get anybody else hurt yeah uh, i'll take the titans i'll take the points the jags uh you mentioned number two they are at number two saints go to new jersey to play the jets the jets are getting five and a half points in this one this might be one of the worst quarterback matchups of the entire week. Yeah, it's hard for Taysom Hill to be the best quarterback in a game, but somehow, <laughs> some way, that has happened. Um, I will take the Jets as far as points are concerned. I don't feel fantastic about it, but I'm trying to mix things up. Okay. Dallas goes to well, wait, Washington. Are you, are you not agreeing with that? We, you know, we're charting these things. I agree with you. I agree with you. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Dallas goes to Washington to take on the football team. Dallas should win this game, but they need to be on their P's and Q's because they could very easily lose it. Taylor Heineke has been feisty this year. This is the biggest game of Mike McCarthy's career as the Dallas Cowboys head coach. Um, both games against Washington last week, the Cowboys were in tumultuous places. Obviously, Washington won the division. Dallas won ugly last week. Okay, fine. They had you know no Mike McCarthy because of the COVID situation. They have been playing on back-to-back -back Thursdays. They're finally on a normal schedule. This is the healthiest they have been all season. If they do not win with some level of authority, I will be concerned, obviously, as far as the playoffs are concerned. Um, I'll take Dallas. I'll take the points. I don't feel particularly great about it, but this is a big game. Mike McCarthy, I don't know if you know stats, historically, by month, his greatest winning percentage has come in the month of December. So let's see it. Let's see it, Mike McCarthy. You've been there before. Do it again. I believe in you. No Montez Sweat, by the way, on the COVID list himself. So you are taking Dallas and giving the four and a half points. I am. Okay. I will take Washington in that one. I think Dallas is going to win, but I, I will take the points in that game. Atlanta is in Carolina. The Panthers are giving two and a half points. Who cares about this game? <laughs> yeah. To be honest. By the way, there were so many people you mentioned BLG himself included. They were like, the Cowboys should have hired Matt rule over Mike McCarthy. Matt rule looks, we throw the F word around a lot. looks like a fraud. looks like an awful NFL head coach. looks like he has no idea what he's doing. I think the Falcons win this game by double digits. I don't think the Panthers are in a good spot right now at all. I agree. I don't think the Panthers are in a good spot. I'll take the Falcons and I will get the points. Hooray. Detroit, fresh off their first win of the year, goes to the Denver Broncos. Denver's giving eight and a half points in this one. You and I have both called the Denver Broncos frauds, but I also could see a way potentially that they lose this game. So like if you're Denver and you're, you're fighting in the AFC, right? Like you are trying to stay alive. You're six and six. You're the 12 seed right now. You want to believe that you're still in the mix of this thing. Kick the tar out of the lions. 
they are the exact opposite of teams in terms of how they embody their head coach's spirit. Like Vic Fangio is this hard ass, like I hate good things. And the players are like, <laughs> okay. Whereas Dan Campbell's like, rah, rah, and all the players are like, yes, we love this. You know what I mean? Uh, so Campbell at the very least does a better job of connecting with his players. I will take the lions to win. I will Ooh. even throw away the points. I will give it to you straight up. Even if you want to take the Broncos. Oh, you'll give it to me straight up, even straight up, even straight up, even I'll take Denver. If I don't have to give the points, I'll take Denver since you're willing to be so generous. Hey, but if it's the, it's the time of giving stats, go lions, go. boo Broncos. I'm, I'll be rooting for the lions anyway. I like to see that win. <laughs> All right. Seattle goes to Houston. Houston's getting seven and a half points. Is this the start of the comeback for the Seahawks, RJ? There was a report from Jordan Schultz on Wednesday stats that Russell Wilson has three teams that he is interested in as far as 2022 is concerned. Russell Wilson, by the way, not out on the Seahawks, just has teams he is interested in and playing for that aren't the Seahawks, obviously. Uh, The three teams, the fraudulent Denver Broncos, the New Orleans Saints, who just gave Taysom Hill another contract, and the New York, I don't even call them football giants anymore because they don't deserve that word. They are not a good football team and haven't been for a long time. In fact, the only team deserving of the word football in their name is the football team. But, um, I like, Russ, what are you doing? Why are these the three teams that you want to play for? I will take Houston uh, if you're giving me the points because I think, see, I think, the Seahawks stats are riding high. We beat the 49ers. We did it. We had the perfect Russell Wilson tire locket rainbow drop. We're back, baby. And I don't think that they're built to sustain that. I think they're in over their skis a little bit. So I'll take the Texans and get the points. If they were playing anybody other than the Houston Texans, I'd probably take somebody else. I'm but I just, spicy. I can't in good conscience say that Russell Wilson is going to lose to Davis Mills or Terod Taylor or whoever the hell else Houston is going to roll out there. Seattle stinks, but Houston is just the worst. Houston's been shut out by 30 points twice this year. I'll take the Seahawks. Uh, what is the line again specifically? Seven for- and a half. Seahawks feel- minus seven and a half. That's a I lot. Feel, I feel good. David Culley's establishing a culture. Um, I wish I could say that with a serious face. I can't, but I'll still, take I the, mean, I'll take the points with Houston because I don't know that Seattle's going to win by eight. But I think Seattle's going to win the game. Oh, so you are not giving me this game because I said I would take Houston. So you are you're taking Houston to cover. Yes, I am. Ah, so that goes off the list. Boo. There you go. Next up, the Giants are in L.A. to take on the Chargers. The Chargers are giving 10 points. Justin Herbert, like, get your stuff together, dude. Like, it shouldn't be this hard for you. You are way too talented to struggle this much. Um, The Giants are so putrid. However, I'm going to take the Chargers and give the points. Uh, shout out to Ed Valentine from Big Blue View Stats. We talked about this on the NFC's mixtape. In the first, at the end of first halves, excuse me, this season, the final two minutes of first halves this year, the New York Giants have been outscored 52 to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> How does that even happen? I, I, no, that's what I, 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 um, I know I've mentioned this before. You know, the Factory of Sadness video of the, the Browns fan that's screaming at the stadium? Mm-hmm. He has a line in there that I think about a lot. He's like yelling at the at, at the stadium and he says, do you realize it is actually statistically harder to be this consistently bad than it would be for you to sometimes accidentally, occasionally be, be good. good. And yep. and that's like 
okay, like how do the Giants not get a turnover like inside the thirty, like for a field goal? You know what I mean? Or, or something like pass or something. Yeah, like that's it's it's improbable. Uh, so I will take the Chargers. Give me a hundred points on the Giants, and I'll take the Chargers. I mean, dude, the Giants suck. The Giants are awful. Please keep Joe Judge forever. <laughs> they are awful, and they've been awful. Uh, yeah, I, give me the Chargers. No problem there. And last up, Chicago's in Green Bay to take on the Packers. The Packers are 12 and a half point favorites. Justin Fields is back in this game. The Packers desperately want the number one seed, RJ. Aaron Rodgers says his toes feeling a little better. How are you feeling? Justin Fields is going to start for the Bears on Sunday Night Football. Um, Sunday Night Football. I just between- said that. I know I was setting up my point, you know, geez, you know, let, let me, it's my turn to have the mic. Um, And so you would think that with such a move on Sunday night football, that it would bode well for the bears, but generally speaking games between the bears and Packers have not gone well on Sunday night football. What was that? Like 45 to three game that happened a few years back. I mean, it was awful. Um, I hate that. I'm about to do this. But I loved what Aaron Rodgers said on Wednesday about the I own you line. He was asked about it. He said, yeah, I wouldn't take it back. And I love that he said at some point it will be used against me because at some point in the future, the Bears might be Aaron Rodgers. Thank you, Bear. And they'll be like, who owns who now? And Aaron Rodgers will be like, I own you. Look at the record. I love it. Aaron Rodgers is going to be like, I'm 45 years old. You finally beat me. Yeah, congratulations. I know. You know, a good bright. If you're going to say something like that, if you're Rodgers, stand by it at least. That's fine. I got no problem with that. I had no problem with him trash talking the Bears. I just didn't think his trash talk was particularly good. But I think the Packers are going to kill him. Like, I think the Packers sense blood in the water a little bit. Aaron Rodgers wants to make his charge. They want to be the number one seed. I, I, the 12 and a half doesn't scare me at all. I'll take Green Bay and give the points. You know, it was a Sunday night football game at Lambeau Field that was Wade Phillips's last game as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys uh, 11 years ago in 2010. I know it's late in the season at this point, but like, could you not see a world where it is like, I don't know, say the score is like 37 to six, you know what I mean? Something like that. And the Bears are like, you know what, dude? Just enough. I mean, there were all the rumors about Nagy leading up to the Thanksgiving Day game against the Lions, and then they won that kind of bottom another, you know, couple of weeks. I could totally see that. And then, you know, him being handed his walking papers. It sucks, but Aaron Rodgers, I think that they're gonna destroy them. Like it is and man, the what this is a really, really like aside from the score and our line and everything, this is a really big game for Justin Fields because dude, a lot of people are out on you and you're back now. I mean, this is an island game, Sunday night football. If you don't come out and play really, really, really well or even moderately well, it's gonna be this matter of like, man, the Bears traded up for you. Like they don't have a first round pick next year. I mean, they made a mistake. So um, yeah, big time, uh, Big time things going on. There is a difference when you're in that primetime standalone game. And when you get embarrassed in primetime, those things hit differently. And so even if maybe you weren't thinking about firing Nagy this season, you might feel differently after this game. That's just how it goes when you play in primetime on Sunday night. We both like the Packers in that one. All right, RJ, how are you feeling about your picks this week? Are you thinking you're going to have another lead on me next week? I feel really good. Um, So again, just to recap, Stats and I have three games that we disagreed on um, that are on the line here. Stats, I have Tampa, you have Buffalo, the line Tampa three and a half. 
I have Dallas, the Super Bowl winners this season. You have Washington, also a playoff team. Washington's going to the playoffs. You can lock that in now. Dallas, three and a half point favorites. In my giving spirit, I gave you, what was it, eight and a half points yep. uh, as, as the Detroit Lions supporter here. Let the 313 know that RJ Ochoa believes in them and that Rob Statsquera does not. You took the fraudulent. I think about stats. You don't deserve to win any of these. You sided <laughs> in any capacity with the Denver Broncos. Uh, we we marked that up to even. So three games on the line. Um, sorry, stats. You're going to be down four games after this week. I just want to say, for the record, that if I win this competition by a game, and I get that Denver game right because you gave me those points, like I don't want to hear you complaining about it at the end of the season. You well, gave the points. I didn't ask for that in any way, shape, form, or fashion. So to be clear here, up. to be clear here, you sort of put some peer pressure on me last week when you gave me oh. the Chargers even against the Bengals. You were the one who was like, "I don't need to put. I believe in Joe Burrow, even though I'm not even going to pick him next week against my 49ers, and I'm going to complain <laughs> about it and say I don't even want to pick the 49ers." So this is all on you, stats. You uh, you tore open this timeline. Joe Burrow didn't have a dislocated pinky when that happened. I'm just just throwing that out there. <laughs> what are you uh, throwing it with a dislocated pinky? Yes, so it's slightly off target and wobbly, uh, nice. like most of my picks. Like That's going to do it for those picks. Yeah, well, <laughs> there's so many to choose from. That's going to do it for this edition of The Look Ahead. Please be remind you again, rate, review, and follow the SB Nation NFL show. As we proved to you in the beginning of this show, you take the time to leave a review. We take the time to read it, good, bad, or ugly. Enjoy your Thursday, everybody. Enjoy the game tonight, and we'll talk to you next week.